Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. On today's show, we catch up with our friends from Murfreesboro City Schools. Lisa Trail is uh, joining us here in uh, in studio, and I was trying to figure out a way to work the uh, word malign in there, but I, 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 I just couldn't. Everybody wants. <laughs> Everybody wants to do that. Miss one spelling word, and it's going to haunt you for life. Oh man! I mean, how many times do you use malign I in know. a conversation? Isn't that true? Although I did know how to spell it, I just want to say that I overthought it. It was just an embarrassing moment. There's pressure. I, I did that about <laughs> six or seven years ago. I can't remember. There's a lot of pressure it, to that bit yeah, spelling bee. As soon as it came out, I was like, oh, that wasn't, oh, well. At least you um, beat lost, James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> and, and I actually raised the most money. So I'm going to go with the fact that it was Amen. Yeah, a uh, benefit for Read to Succeed Fun, so it was a fundraiser, and I raised the most money. So it there. gets better. It gets better. People will <laughs> people will forget down the road. Oh, I'm just so glad people have quit shouting at me, like shouting words to me. Oh, like and as I'm walking down the hall, I'm like I don't, what I don't you know. Spell? I have never felt so <laughs> inadequate as two weeks leading up to it. Going, I don't know how to spell that word either. <laughs> <laughs> well, a good outing, and that that was that had to be fun though. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And Read to Succeed does such a great job in our community. So very happy with that. I saw the uh, the photo online somewhere with with James and you holding up your you know your little <laughs> plaque or or whatever. Oh, your really, award. I haven't yeah. even seen that. Yeah. Well, you, you need That's, to frame I, it and I'm, send it to him. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to do that. It's much better than the one where James is holding up my picture where he drew a mustache on it. Is that oh, right? Oh wow. Yeah. Well, payback is hey, you know yeah, it's pretty tough. Can't That's it be? right. That's right. <laughs> Lisa, um, this is American Education Week and uh, something that we can look at and and talk about here concerning not only Murfreesboro City Schools but all educators around the country and just really the um, awesome job they've done especially amid a pandemic. Absolutely. So American Education Week falls every year the week before Thanksgiving which is very appropriate. We've already you know and pretty much in one semester of school we'll be someone to be thankful for. We're going to be thankful for the ones who work in our schools. And really, it's a time to not only celebrate our teachers, but everyone, whether it's a bus driver, our maintenance staff, our custodial, our EAs. There are so many people who work together to make a school day happen. And we are so proud and so fortunate to have such a great family inside Murfreesboro City Schools. Yeah, I, I, I think if you really sat down and, and looked at the whole scope of things, you know, we realize it's it's not just the teachers in the classroom or the administrators, but it comes down to, you know, clean bathrooms and, you know, food in the cafeteria and, and transportation to get there with the bus right, drivers. Right, I mean. I mean, we definitely have to have those great educators in the classrooms. They're the ones that really make a difference in a child's life. But the ones who allow those educators to really teach are the ones standing behind them and making sure that the doors are open at 6 a.m. and our ESP staff that are there to greet families when they need to drop off and go to work. And again, it's just amazing if you look at all the people in our district and how they work together. It's, it's, it is a large family, 
trying to achieve one goal, which is educating our students. Yeah, I uh, just thought of uh, the uh, those directing traffic. I mean, it's, oh it's, yeah, our crossing guards. Yeah. yeah, they're great. They're great. They're, uh, they they have to be just the best people in the world to get up and direct traffic in rain, sleet, snow. You know, and then they go and they do it another time. You know, so. Yeah, and break their day up, and yeah. I, it's 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 just um, just to look at the whole scope of that and how it all works, and it's it, it just is finely oiled. It just it just mm-hmm. works, uh, right. you know, and and all those pieces working together. You've got great leadership, but uh, people showing up to do their job, which you know is kind of tough. To yeah, <laughs> in today's it, it really life. is, and we do have great leadership, but there's yeah. a lot of people that work that no one ever sees. I mean, we have um, our crew that are our mechanics that they just keep those buses running and it's amazing like if a bus is broken down on the side of the road our mechanics are out there and and people don't see them but they do a great job yeah. <laughs> you know you see the ones who are mowing the yards you see a lot of it but there's just some um people that work for our district that just kind of keep going and keep us going and we appreciate them and when there are problems in buildings and it and i mean oh yeah just absolutely everything and boy they've really had a tough job too lately they did the it department really had to rethink a lot of things last year and how we could uh, help educators with their mission to teach so yeah it's, a, it's amazing. And if you look at our district, uh, we have about less than 50% of our staff members are actual classroom teachers. And I think you would see that across any district because it does take so many more people to uh, make sure we, we are going correctly. Finance, bookkeepers, yeah. all those things. Yeah. Um, in terms of, of size, this may be an unfair question, but do you have an idea of, of how many uh, across the school district we're, we're talking about? Anybody part of Murfreesboro City Schools? Uh, we have about 1,600 staff members, not including our substitutes. Uh, that does include our ESP workers. So that's the hard part. It's like, who do you want to count? Who do you yeah. not want to count? Uh, ESP, you know, works before and after school. Our subs are part of our district. We consider them part of our district. But um, it's, you know, they may work one day a week or they may work one day a month. So it, it kind of ranges in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get that exact number is always a little bit of a challenge. There, I would assume there are some st- substitutes that go from one school to another and are, and are working just about every day. Yes. If you want to work every day as a substitute, you certainly can. I mean, and if someone wants to be a substitute, we're always looking for a great substitute. So, uh, yeah. So a lot of them choose. Uh, I will say, you know, like a lot of our subs decide that they want to work only on the west side of town because it's convenient for them. Sure. And we certainly allow that. Some decide I only only want to work in the school my child attends. Perfectly okay with us as well. And then there are some that are, that are really flexible and say, just tell me where to show up today, and that's where I'll go. So uh, we could not go without substitutes that's for sure so if again i'm going to go ahead and plug that if you want to be a substitute teacher call our hr department and they will find a way to work it out yeah somebody's got to schedule those substitutes to go places too exactly exactly if you sit and really think about it you know the the whole scope of that so we want to just say thanks to all in the education system as part of American Education Week and um, we've got Lisa Trail with us Murfreesboro City Schools we're talking size and uh, as well it made me think about this community and as we've grown the latest um, census numbers that came out have us you know countywide at 347,000 or something like that and um, 
I, and that I doesn't think, include all the MTSU students, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and I I think probably you know with COVID and all, there it, it may be underreported. So in a few years, who knows? We may see some special census work and and see those numbers even higher than that. Um, we were talking with um, you know when Bart bought the station in the. 84 it was um murfreesboro was the size that smyrna is today i mean it's just quite amazing the growth that we've seen all over rutherford county and with that i'm sure that you've got some schools that um are are overflowing we do (laughs) we do (laughs) yes that's one of the things with growth it's a wonderful thing to have a growing community because it means we're thriving Mm -hmm. uh but we do have some challenges with that because growth tends to happen in one area at a time and uh, or at least that's my experience and right now we're growing on the west side which is the west of the interstate and if you drive over there you know we're growing over there so our schools our last school was salem that we opened three three years ago um is already over capacity so that's that's a challenge overall creek is at capacity as well as scales and then case and lane is right there with them so Four schools, the four, four of our largest schools are all located on the west side of the interstate, and that's where the growth just continues to happen. So with that, we do have to really make sure that we're utilizing every classroom correctly, every school as efficiently as we possibly can. Uh, we want to make sure that we're doing everything possible to make good use of tax dollars and uh, which means we may have some rezoning that comes up so that we can maybe move some of those students to a school that has a little bit more um, capacity. So maybe you've got a few extra classrooms at a school on the east side but in order to make all of that work you you have to really rezone probably everything? I don't think we'll rezone everything. I think that we need to look at everything and then make good decisions. And we're just starting that conversation. Uh, Our school board just began it last month. We will uh, really come together to try to make sense and make as less uh, movement for children as we possibly can. But again, we want to do it so it's for three to four years out, not we're going to do it this year and then we're going to do it again next year. Zoning is one of the hardest things to deal with because everyone loves their school, which says a great thing about all of our schools. Like no one wants to be zoned out of their school. So we've been able to do in the past so that we can grandfather some children in. Um, and some, I don't know how that's going to look this year, but we will definitely keep our parents in mind. We will actually have lots of community meetings as well. So parents can express their opinions. Um, but it is part of um, growing is we have to make sure that we are using our buildings efficiently. So the the west side, is it is it four schools or so in, on the west side that are, are really over capacity? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's for sure those four schools will see some changes. Yes. Yeah. And other schools that are nearby that could take some of that overflow. Right. It, it's just weird how the whole, if you have to take some from one area to, you know, move your enrollment, it, it has a domino effect. It definitely hard. does. Yeah. It definitely does. That's the reason we really take a lot of time to look at the what ifs and um, how can we do it without causing anxiety, um, confusion, and it really does take a whole lot of time. It's not something where we just start get out of crayon and start making different routes. Um, 
and I will say, like, we also look at what's projected. Like, right now, we know that there's a lot of homes being built in the Black Fox zone. So we have to take that in mind um, or in, into account. We also know that Irma Siegel is experiencing a little growth. So we just, we just have to look at it from an overall perspective and then try to make sense and guess growth yeah well i I guess an educated guess educated guess sure it it has to be but you can look back over data from the last couple of years and see where that growth is occurring and that's on the west side so you know that that's going to continue right so you and we look at you know building sites and all the city is wonderful the city planners to let us know like where they're expecting building to happen so you know we have a good educated guess yeah yeah um we're not really at a time where the growth is is going to um cause the need for another building or anything at this point are we uh not this year obviously it takes a while to uh get buildings built but i'd say in the next you know five years we'll have to be talking to our city council members about that um again we're going to make sure we're using all of what we have first and then having those conversations so rezoning you said those conversations are happening when will parents need to be well we'll, we'll, we are not doing anything right now so in january and february i mean the conversations are happening at central office in january and february the board will um start having uh, more impactful conversations about that and we will let the parents know we'll definitely let any parent know that's going to be affected so that they can come to those community meetings and give feedback to our board members as well as our leadership team and that information or, or any decisions that are made, will that impact next school year? Yes, not this school year. It'd be right. next school year. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, but, but you do want to have something in place for so when in August there there will be some changes most likely. Right, right. Yeah. So no one's questioning where they're going to school the following year. Yeah, yeah. very good. Well, I, I think no one's questioning that Thanksgiving break is thankfully coming up. I know, I know. <laughs> this school year started off such a different school year than what we expected. And man, you know, we've just had those hurdles. It's like, can we get through fall break? Yes. And can we get to Thanksgiving? Yes, we can. And then from Thanksgiving is, can we get to Christmas? And we're going to do that. And our kiddos, they are just thriving. They are learning. Um, our, it's When you walk through the schools, it's always just invigorating to see. I will be glad when we can get back to a new normal where parents can get back in our schools as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they miss those Thanksgiving dinners and yes, stuff. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. One of those things that uh, COVID has, has uh, changed, at least for now, but at least Thanksgiving break, uh, what, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next that's week. That's right, that's right. So, right. woohoo. Fun stuff, <laughs> yeah. fun stuff, a long, long weekend, which is i'm looking forward to <laughs> lisa appreciate you coming in today and thanks for all the great uh, information that you pass along to our listeners about murfreesboro city schools thank you lisa trail joining us today if you missed part of the program check wgnsradio.com under podcast and rutherford issues or wherever you listen to audio